Welcome back to another episode of Courtside Talk. My co-host Matt is here with me today. We are in week nine of the Kia MVP ladder, and we have some movement that we kind of predicted coming up. Um, if you guys are on Spotify or on YouTube, I appreciate you guys. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to the pod. So make sure you guys like up the video and follow us on Spotify. Um, without further ado, Matt, look at who is at number one, Mr. Kevin Durant himself. Go ahead. Oh, what's up, gang? Um, yo, we called this out. If Steph Curry slips up at all, has a bad game or two, KD is playing so well, he can take his spot. And rightfully so. Like, they were 1A, 1B. And, you know, at a certain point, KD's been playing so great. And Steph had a couple bad games. Like, it happens. And I, I agree with this move. It's it's something that is well-deserved after everything that the Nets have been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just losing LaMarcus Aldridge uh, and Paul Millsap. That means Kevin Durant has to slide and do much more, even though Claxton also has to do more. So, um, on top of that... Uh, they've lost so many other players that I'm not even mentioning right now. And uh, Harden's like been out KD too. Yeah. How yeah. about you? What do you think? Yeah, man. I've been advocating for KD number one at the beginning of the year. Like I said, he's been my MVP the whole time, right? It's just that Golden State has a much better team record, but Brooklyn's record is looking really good. They are currently sitting at uh, 21 and 8 for first in the East. And that's a pretty crazy record considering like all of the hardship and whatnot, right? The interesting thing now is that now they've announced Kyrie Irving coming back for road games and Clay is going to come back for the Warriors. So this race is going to be wide open going forward. Um, even when Harden and Kyrie are there, I don't see KD scoring less than 30 points a game because if anything, it's going to help KD's game even more if there's more room for him to operate. Um, when it comes down to crunch time, KD has been playing really, really well. He's taking on a defensive assignments. He's not scared. Um, he's announced out tomorrow because they play Orlando tomorrow, which is like they could beat Orlando without him, even though they have literally six people playing. Um, probably a maintenance day for him. And then they play the Nuggets the day after that. So I think it's a good move strategically because especially with Jokic um, in this race as well, I'm sure KD is going to want to be fully rested, not playing on a back-to-back against the Nuggets. So KD at number one, he deserves it, man. 29.7 yeah. points. Eight rebounds, six assists, basically. Um, that 50-point game was crazy, too. He was just going. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we didn't man. have a chance to. Like, I know. It just happened you know, so fast. He was I just... think about, I mean, you think about Steph Curry a lot, but when you think of players who take the highest difficulty shots, KD is up there. With he just shoots over people. Them them. He just shoots you know, over like, you. Doesn't matter. It, he doesn't need he needs the smallest space to get it up it's, it's and, and he can he can like shoot it off the dribble too right for him it's just it's not the range like steph has the range where he's the logo i'm sure kd could have that range but kd is more about the efficiency of it kd's like if i could just go one dribble mid-range and it's cash exactly. for sure there's no you know what i mean like and off the dribble and listen his defense has been playing he's been crazy too bro he's oh. been playing he's been playing at the Super five underrated like, Super underrated. His whole career, too, to be honest. Well, when he got to Golden State, it heightened the big time because he was more yeah. in the proper system. Um, yeah. I don't want to give too much credit to Steve Nash because I don't think he's really doing shit, to be honest with you, in terms of coaching. Um, but KD is going off, man. And, you know, he definitely deserves number one. So I'm not mad Nash at it. Coach, though. Shout out to Nash. Yeah, he is. He is. Shout out to Nash. Um, I've been advocating for KD the whole time to be the MVP, so I like seeing it. Um, I think it's going to be him going forward as well. But 
Jordan Poole is also all for the Warriors, which leads us on to number two, Mr. Stephen Curry, who broke the NBA all-time record in three-pointers, which is crazy to think about because 10 years ago, um, Ray Allen's record was broken, and they probably thought nobody would ever beat, like, you know what I mean, catch up to him. And Steph caught up, and he caught up fast. So, Matt, go ahead. Tell me about Steph. Yeah, congrats to Steph. I mean... It's crazy how one player can change the game, you know? And it's crazy the way he did it too because he didn't do it off the rip, right? He he was a slow grind. He was very injured, uh, you know, Bad struggled ankles. a lot early on. Mm-hmm. He got strong. He stuck with his grind and he changed the game. He revolutionized it. And, you know, shout out to Steph. We don't have enough good things to say about him. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, he is, you know, as much as he's playing well, he's, he has these little games where he doesn't play as well and i think and the warriors still win that's a difference yeah absolutely and i think there's something uh interesting that's going to be developing that we're going to see over time you know golden state has changed their reputation in their in this league right so i have a feeling that because their team is so deep and especially with clay thompson going back his mvp stock will be harder to prove over guys who are taking a bigger load on their shoulders because uh you know he's not gonna you know the reputation has changed it's not the same warriors as last year where he has to drop 45 for them to Every win game so uh we'll see how this kind of new development uh you know changes uh throughout this race what do you think yeah it could go that way it could also go the other way right clay coming back could give him more room to just go absolutely berserk because you can't jordan Poole. he's a good shooter but he's not clay thompson right like so the difference is, is that he's going to get less doubles opposed to uh, when, when Clay comes back, he'll get less doubles, right? So he could go off. It could be the same. The thing with the Warriors is that he's going to have the team success. If he's the best player, they win 65 games. It's hard not to advocate for him, right? Just that I don't know if they're going to win 65 games. They had a really hot start. They are a deep team, but you can see the holes in the, in the, in the, in, like with the turnovers right like it's you know even the shooting percentages right like it even says here people don't realize this because they just look at all the highlights and they're just paying attention to what he's doing and i'm not downplaying what he has been doing because he's been going off but his field goal percentage is a 43.1 percent which is not that great for stephen curry standards which is a career low and his three-point percentage is 39.9 percent which is also a career low crazy to think about basically 40 percent from three is a career low because guys in the nba would literally sell their soul to be able to shoot 40% from three and have that as their career low, right? Like, he had 40% is the same clip that Ray Allen shot his whole career. Ray Allen is a 40% career, like 39.9 literally for his career. And that's Steph Curry's career low, right? So if he did better in his two MVP seasons before and he was playing better last season and the Warriors don't win 65 games, it's going to be hard to advocate for him. But listen, he is still, just because him and KD switch spots, I am not counting him out. I'm not sleeping on him. He can go off the next five games and score 40 each of the next five games, and you'll see how fast he'll be in number one, right? The only thing I like about this is there's now some movement, and it makes the race more enjoyable to watch because now it's not like, okay, now it's like Curry, KD, everybody else, right? Yeah, it's- not stagnant it's not it's stagnant not now there's actually yeah even though the names aren't changing and one thing good. i just want to add mm-hmm. uh, on top of all the great things that you just said is that his defense got a little bit better yeah. um well 
you know what they have they have a big they have a big defensive rating and he's contributing to it so we'll see because you know if he wins this race like uh, i think the talk will be about his defense like something like you know that he's added to the game compared to previous mvp campaigns so we'll see i think it's easier for him to defensively because the warriors have a great defensive team and they can they they know where to put him the thing is too is that with steph's defense no like not that you shouldn't care you should he's so good offensively that it really doesn't even matter because even if he gives up two points he's scoring three on the next play anyways you know what i'm saying like yeah. so i think it's going to be for him is going to be all offense um Shout out to him for leading, you know, for leading the NBA in three-pointers. It's just crazy to see that record broken. Um, he might end up with 4,000 of them at the end of it, and nobody might ever catch him. So, um, yeah. now on to yeah, number just... three, right? Shout, shout out to Steph, the league's best defensive rating with the team, right? So, it's crazy. Yes, sir. Um, on to number three, Mr. Jokic, who is now ahead of Giannis, which I like to see. Um, the only thing that – I'll start off with Jokic, Matt. The only thing that – is hindering Jokic is a team record. They're 14 and 14, um, but you can't be too mad at that because the team outside of Jokic sucks. For like, like you know what I mean? Like with no MPJ, no Jamal Murray, he's still averaging 26, 13 and a half rebounds and then seven and a half, seven and a half assists per game. Right? Um, he's got six triple doubles so far this year. He's even putting the effort on defense. Like, if you watch a Denver game, which I haven't come across many, but the ones that I do watch and when I see his highlights, he's literally unstoppable. And it's him and Embiid for the best centers in the NBA. I would still pick Embiid, but in terms of MVP value, Jokic has the nod because he's an MVP from last year. He knows what it takes, and he's going to be right there in the top five for the rest of the year. So it's going to be going to be fun to watch. Uh, shout out to Jokic for sure. <clears throat> Great points. Now, listen, this is the most interesting part of the MVP race this week. The reason why is because a lot of people in the media have been campaigning, or at least NBA Twitter has been campaigning Jokic to be up there. Like, when you look at the numbers and you look at, like, the top two, he's up there with them. Like, why are you putting him at three? Just because of the team record. And it's just interesting because one can argue he hasn't played as many games as uh, Steph and KD, right? Mm -hmm. He's missed more games. So it's like the games he has played, he has had very similar impact to them. So I think that's interesting. And, you know, another part we spoke about previously uh, in this podcast is, you know, KD and Steph are the faces of the NBA. And Jokic should be the face of the NBA because he's just as good as them in terms of quality. But because he's... On you Denver. Know, he gets downplayed. He gets underrated because he's not he doesn't have the fanciness or you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have that factor. He doesn't that, have the media know, attention because he's in Denver. Popular, right? Yeah. The shoe signature, the shoe deals and all the you know, everything that comes with it. So I think that's gonna be interesting, you know. That's something that we're gonna be evaluating, right? This is not NBA on TNT, this is course I talk, right? In terms of you guys. I think so, in, in terms of rebuttal for everybody on NBA Twitter that thinks Jokic should be into one one or two, I'll disagree only because there's games that they play and they lose that are winnable. Yes. KD, when there's a bum-ass team and it's tied in the fourth quarter, he takes over the game and be does, not saying that Jokic doesn't, but they drop games where they shouldn't drop, right? Is that his fault? Is it his team's fault? We don't know, but you can't be 14 and 14 and have... And you can't be number one in the NBA. Denver had a very good record last year as well. 
because he won them a lot of games, right? It's like the Westbrook effect. You wouldn't like put up great numbers, but your team is losing. Now, I'm not blaming him individually. I know his team is very limited outside of him, but every team has pretty much been hobbled except the Warriors in terms of injuries and whatnot. Um, I just can't put him at number two or number one because of Denver's record. They're 14 and 14, right? I mean, hey, they, they play Brooklyn in two nights. If he goes ahead and drops 40, 20, and 20, okay. And they, and they beat the Nets, fine. But you really think they're going to beat the Nets with KD playing? Like, it's gonna, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I get what NBA Twitter is saying as well. He deserves to be in number three. But I'm not going to put him at two or one. I'm not going to ignore Steph's campaign yeah. after 28 games. I'm definitely not ignoring KD. So, listen, But I, man, I, I like, listen, something. yeah, man. I, I like seeing people advocate for it. it it's a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's like, he's on their heels. Like we were talking about two and number one being close. Like, no, three is coming for two and one right now. So I want to see how that develops because uh, you, all the points you made are really valid. Uh, but, you know, it, it's also like, the MVP that went like we define this in course I talk this award a lot in different ways right a lot of it ha- a lot of this award has to do with your team success mm-hmm. but his team is that de- like you lost KD in the offseason you lost big names and you won um, the award even though your team didn't finish in the top four like mm-hmm. you just made the like number eight so you know we'll see we'll see how this develops but it's, it's interesting this MVP race just spiced up he definitely has the, the, I know what you're saying, with the most valuable to his team, yeah. 100%. But you can say that about the other two. You could say that about the five, the top five, right? So it's like, yeah. we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. But speaking of someone who's right on the heels, I think people are really sleeping on Giannis, man. He dropped to number four because how well, because how well Jokic is playing. But they're like 18 and 10, and they're quietly second in the East. They were like three and five to start the season. They weren't playing well. Giannis is Giannis has always flown under the radar. Like I think I think people actually forget that he went into Brooklyn, beat the Nets, beat the Suns, Finals MVP, had an amazing Finals, like one of the best Finals we've actually seen individually in a very long time. And he's still the Finals MVP, and you know he's also won an MVP before too, so he knows what it takes. But you're gonna tell me if the Bucks win 60 games, 55 games, like Giannis doesn't have a great campaign. He's averaging 27, 11, and 6. Jokic's numbers are better, and Jokic does have a bigger impact because he has a lesser team. So I can see Jokic at number three, and I'm cool with that. But Giannis also can make a run at any point in time. With the list the way it is now, I'm cool with it. I like KD at one, Steph at two, Jokic at three, Giannis at four, right? Um, He's been playing really well, so we're going to see what's going to come forward. Um, He is in the NBA's health and safety protocols, which kind of sucks. And that's going to be another thing too, right, Matt? Like so many things are going to change going forward where it's like, who's going to get in the protocols? Who's not in the protocols? It's just going to be, who's going to put up godly numbers, win 60 games this season and uh, take their team to a deep playoff run. So shout out to Giannis, but he's right on the heels too. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, listen, this, this part is also where it also gets another layer of complicated because Giannis is similar to Jokic in the sense where he he's missed a lot more games mm-hmm. than Steph and, and KD. So yeah. um, when it comes to the MVP, when it comes to the hottest of the hot players, like it could be rhythm based, right? Like a little bit, like you got to be in a little bit of a rhythm to be number one, number two. Like it, there is a rhythm factor. And I think Giannis 
uh, is someone who's getting into the rhythm and you know this, this is so tight I, I can't even tell you where it's going but I think I think in my opinion um, call me crazy uh, but I think it's gonna go to like one of these four like who it is I don't know who but like one of them it has to be these four like one of them is gonna finish out on top I just don't know who it is yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I like we've said this before, right? All four of them have won an MVP. Exactly. And but recently, too. You know what's crazy? We're going to go on to my next point on the next one. All right? So, <laughs> CP3 at number five, right? That game against Portland the other night, Damian Lillard was playing well. He didn't end up shooting that well. But when it comes to crunch time, there's actually nobody better in the NBA. They blew a game against the Clippers. Um, I think they had went out. I swear to God, they must have went out in LA and like the night before because they looked like they were not playing well. Played, <laughs> yeah, man. Played Portland the next day and they, you know, went to overtime. Chris Paul hit the game, the shot to tie it up, then the shot to go to overtime, then the shot to put them ahead in overtime. When it comes down to the fourth quarter, last five minutes, he is just a different animal, and he's been showing that. Right. The other thing is that he's leading the league in assists at 36 years old. Um, and he's still top three in steals, right? So 14 and a half and 10 assists a game. The numbers aren't there when you look up at the next four, but then that's when that most valuable to their team comes in, right? Like if you watch the Phoenix game, he gets a lot of hockey assists, right? He's setting up plays where like he's setting up DeAndre to set up Macau Bridges on a backdoor cut. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Realistically, if it was like hockey with assists, this guy would average like 30 assists a game. But 30 assists in four games? Yeah, bro. He, he's been playing. He's been playing well the whole season, though. But it's quiet, right? And even his assist to turnover ratio, like the Suns are twenty three and five, and Booker has missed like seven games. Booker's missed seven games, bro, and he's gonna miss more time. And Chris Paul is gonna be there, and he played with OKC, like you know, and he's always had these teams where they were like in and out, and he was the only guy to kind of lead that team. So, in terms of leader. And his MVP campaign, Steve Nash won MVP with like 15 and 10 multiple times. And Kobe's numbers were like less than the year that he beat Chris Paul for. Chris Paul should have an MVP from 2008. We're going to do an episode on that because people always ask me to explain that. But we're definitely going to do that one day. Yeah, I'm excited for that episode. Yeah, so CP3 stock looks good. Like I would be irritated if someone like I had someone try to tell me LeBron should be higher than him. Like bro, LeBron, bro, LeBron's played eight games, and they beat the Mavericks with no Luca yeah. by three points. Yeah. Bro. But shout out to LeBron James. We're gonna talk about him in a minute, but even Donovan, Donovan should not be higher than Chris Paul. I get Utah's been playing well. Congratulations, but bro, the Phoenix Suns are twenty three and five. The Golden State Warriors are twenty three and five. When was the last time you seen two teams start out twenty three and five together? That's a good point. There hasn't been a lot of times, right? So Steph's numbers are off the charts because he's scoring way more. But when you when you actually peel it back, if every assist is worth two to three points, Chris Paul's averaging, averaging four more assists than Curry and 12 less points. So if you look yeah. at it, he's actually representing for another 10 points and it kind of puts him, you know what I'm saying? He's responsible for the same amount of points on the court because he's setting people up and the defense is there. He's taking yeah. on the assignments. He's playing defense. He's always going to get overlooked because of the numbers. Um, 
but pisses me off. yeah bro me too i've pissed me off for 15 years but it is it is what it is if you watch basketball and you know what a true point guard is and you want to see what a true point guard is enjoy these last couple years because when he's gone there's not going to be many point guards like him he's the last of the jason kidd the isaiah thomases like and to be honest with you like he's better than pretty much all of them <laughs> it and magic will have a conversation about but that's a whole nother topic but Phoenix look yeah. Phoenix looks good, man. Thirty consecutive home games, so Listen, we'll see. I love Chris Paul and my this is my MVP from last year. Like if I were to, if the award was up to me, I would have given it to him last year over Djokovic. Just because this award, like, it's not all stats. It's not like stats isn't everything, you know? And it sucks because like the reason I can't put him seriously to actually finish the award is just because of how hard these guys uh, stuff the stat sheets between Curry, Jokic, uh, KD, and Giannis. Mm -hmm. And, like, unfortunately, it's a factor. But, you know, if you really, like, try to eliminate that factor when you're being realistic and considering the award, this guy should have won it multiple years, right? Like, he actually leads his team by example. It's not always on the stat sheet, and it's not even always in the record. It's about, like, making winning plays, like, steals, like doing all the dirty work like if you're like like chris paul is like a coach's dream you know if the like, coach on the court from an analytical perspective mm-hmm. like this is the guy like oh, look how long he has lasted look at how look look how he changed his diet uh to you know cater to his age and like his growth and like i don't know man i i'm tired of it, the, the chris paul slander yeah um I'm tired of him getting underrated. I'm tired of him getting his name under Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook. No, that's like that's ridiculous. Players. Not like ridiculous. shout out to that those players, like whatever they're superstars. But like, yo, this this guy has overcome the real so deal. much. And, um, I think I think his like yo, as long as Phoenix is in the mix, his name is always it's in gonna this be there. And if he wins, man. Outside of you, I'll be so happy. I'm one of the most happy. Listen, one, one thing I'm going to say because I had to look it up really quick. Steve Nash averaged 17.8 points a game, 10 assists a game, 4 rebounds, and less than a steal a game. When he won MVP, you want to know what Kobe averaged that year? 35. 4 and 6 rebounds a game and 2 steals a game. And Steve Nash beat Kobe. So when you look at these numbers, there's nobody here averaging 35. Right? The difference is, is that... Uh, Phoenix at the time when Steve Nash was there, they had the best record in the NBA. So, Matt, I told you, if Phoenix wins 65-plus games this year or 60-plus games, he's going to have a chance to win MVP for sure. So we're going to leave that there. We're going to come back to this next week. Um, The next five, Donovan Mitchell, fine. Deserves to be in the top ten. Go Bear, get out of there. Um, (laughs) Zach Levine's been playing well. LeBron James at number ten is like, bro, okay, I know. I get it. But they're beating these bum-ass teams. Bum teams. They're like, no, bro, because listen, no, LeBron is the man. I'm not disregarding LeBron, but the whole Lakers community is like, oh, the Lakers are back, bro. They're 16 and 13. They're beating teams without their star players. How do you only beat the Mavericks by three? You have Anthony Davis, LeBron, Westbrook, everybody else under the sun. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, LeBron is very valuable to the, to the team, but it's going to take a lot more to put him in the top five. So. I, I see what you're saying, uh, especially in the sense that, like, look how much, like, if you actually uh, are on fantasy or you're just, like, a hoop head in general, like, 
Look at his stats these last like six, seven. He goes so hard and this team barely wins. Like they haven't saying. slapped a team up uh, unless they're like, you know, uh, like a team that's struggling. So I see what you're saying. Um, I think his name is going to stay in this conversation. I'll For be sure. honest with you. But I see what you're saying in the sense that like as much as it's cool and dope that they won like a couple games or a string of games, like it's not like we got to see a little bit more. Uh, we got to see They're going to play against, Brooklyn like, on Christmas. Team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like against bro, like yo, those games, like against the Warriors, like th- those type of games, Utah, like Suns, yeah, you know, like any any like Chicago, like I want to see that. That's when I'm like, okay, like cool, like this is something that that has merit. I think Joel Embiid is still gonna come in this. Yeah, he uh, should. I don't even know why he's court. not in the top ten to be honest with you. I think it's disrespectful, but. I think Embiid yeah, should be in. Yeah, Zach Levine's gonna get out of this just by default with the protocol, and yeah. I think Trey Young is not sustainable, even though. Um, you know he he's had, been playing again, well. He's had not stretches. He will be a future uh, MVP contender. I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll end up winning it, but I think he he'll name will be his name will be in the conversation in the near future for sure. But uh, it's just not right now. I think like it's it's really competitive right now. It's dope too because the next week uh, there's a lot of really good games, man. So this MVP race yeah. is gonna change a bit too based on the teams playing each other. Like Denver's play Brooklyn, Lakers play Suns, Lakers play. Nets, Warriors play Suns. Like, it's a juicy week for the NBA next week. So, this ladder is definitely going to change um, in the next two weeks because Christmas games are coming up and a lot of good games in between. So, Matt, anything else you want to add? Nah, man. Shout out to uh, everyone who's watching us on Courtside Talk. Yeah, appreciate uh, make sure you guys. You follow us under Courtside Talk underscore on TikTok and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also on Spotify and on YouTube. And We appreciate the support. Mad love. We'll catch you guys in the next one for the power rankings. And uh, we might do an episode about Kyrie coming back and what effect that'll have on the Nets. So, yo, stay tuned. We'll see you guys in the next one.